it passes every day. I think we're going to do a great job. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Thayton, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. This is a podcast about connecting men in pursuit of their potential. And if you are looking to be your best self in your everyday lives and you're a man looking for a community of like-minded individuals, this is the podcast for you. And I encourage you to join our Facebook group of like-minded men who are showing up better each and every single day. Joining me on the call today, I'm excited to introduce the fear guy, a good friend of mine, Ben Harris, coming out of Austin, Texas. Ben, how you living, man? <laughs> Dad, I'm doing beautiful. I mean, we talked for almost 30 minutes before this, so I won't bore the people too much of general, just gen, general, <laughs> what's the word? Generals? So yeah, uh, let's call them <laughs> semantics, right? <laughs> we don't need the semantics. Yeah, dude, that's... Let's hop, let's hop into it, give the peeps what they want. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Ben Harris, aka the fear guy. Mm -hmm. And what's great, man, is, you know, we, we have a lasting friendship. And when I say lasting friendship, mm -hmm. I think we, we first crossed paths. It had to have been like 2018, 2019. And at the time, just, just for transparency for some of the guys in terms of evolution, I think you were doing goal link at the time. And the yeah. challenge was introducing yourself to somebody new. And it happened to be me. But fast forward, we did a podcast episode a few years ago about embracing discomfort, which is what landed you in Greenville, South Carolina, where we linked up. But man, leaps and bounds, things have changed since then. From I'm no longer in Greenville, you're no longer in Greenville, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, you're in Austin, Texas, you have a baby on the way, I'm mm -hmm. a married man. We've gone through so many changes through life recently, but another one being this new brand, which which isn't new. It's been around for a while now and you've been crushing it as the fear guy, but just released your fear alchemy course and the community that you're building. I'd love for you to first kind of unpack really, what does the fear guy mean? Like your, your <laughs> overall brand of the fear guy. Yeah, bro. So it's funny because I love, and I was, I've been so excited for this conversation because that moment of like where we met was such a pivotal moment in my life of like these big, I had so many initiations of big moments of big opportunities, but also that comes with lots of fear. Mm -hmm. And so the end of 2018 is when I was approached by a company in Greenville, South Carolina to come on as an executive. It was a finance company and I had been, you know, working seven, eight years in the, in the finance industry. And so I was nervous. I was like, do I accept this job? You know, like <laughs> I'm leaving familiarity. And I told you the story, right? Like I was driving in the, it's so cool to flash back to three years ago, me telling you the story. You know, I looked up to the heavens in my car and I said, should I accept this job? And then like immediately I got those chills of like, whew, like the just waves of chills, which to me is a confirmation from God, from the universe, from source, whatever you want to call it. To like, yes, Ben, like that, that is what to go toward of like leaving that safety and familiarity. And so I did, terrified and excited. And that brought me to South Carolina, which proceeded to be the most lonely year of my life because mm -hmm. it was like, even though I had good friends like you, you know, and Charles and like EJ, it was like, it was still, it just felt so lonely. Can I jump in yeah, there really absolutely. quick? Yeah, because, absolutely. man. I think a lot of guys listening could probably resonate because you ever be in a room full of people or you're surrounded by people, you have folks you can call, 
you have numbers in your phone. I mean, on average, we probably have over a thousand contacts in our phone these days, but it's amazing. As you mentioned, you know, having friends in in the new city or having people in your phone that you can call, but feeling lonely. Why do you think that time was so lonely for you, man? I mean, one, I think it was supposed to be, you know, looking back on it, (laughs) but in it, it was definitely not like easy. Like I kept asking myself, part of it was because like the first night I was in a new city, you know, to me, I thought I met the girl of my dreams. And then like quickly after I learned that's not the case. And so I kept wondering, I asked myself why, like what's wrong, da, 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 da. And so the story that I attached to that made me feel safe, right? As soon as I left the the nest and I went to this new city and then I, f- you know, felt this incredible love at the time. Now I know it's more chaos and like trauma bonding, the, mm. you know, from lessons and stuff like that. So I told myself the story. I'm like, oh, this is why I'm here. So immediately when that story crumbled or that illusion, right, of safety crumbled for me, it was like, shit, like there's nothing left. And so, because I left everything and I risked everything and then I saw it like seemingly crumble before me, but I didn't know at the time that it was purposely, a lot of things were crumbling away. (laughs) And because then, I mean, you and I know, I'm not sure how much you want to get into it, right? But as far as like the investment stuff, yeah. like, you know, investing, like I invested, I tell the story openly because I think I was going to really... go there. I haven't been able to tell the story openly yet. I kind of <laughs> touched on it, but like, okay. I think this is a perfect opportunity to go in because you talked about crumbling, you know, yeah. relationship, new city job, but yeah, jump into the investment because I was in there <laughs> with you. <laughs> because dude, I mean, this is really important. Like it was, yeah, right at the same time. So right as I moved, I made an investment into crypto and it was paying me, which is crazy to think about it now. I was earning like one Bitcoin a month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was working. And, right. It was working. And that's the cool thing, right? At the time, long story short, we found out that it was a scam, right? It was Ponzi scheme. And so I invested 30 grand and that 30 grand was just lost. Right. And so like, like that fell apart, but at the same time, well, I guess I can't forget this part of the story. So at the same time I was asking myself, should I leave this job? Because like, I, there's no, like, I don't want to be here. It's repulsing for me to be here. I have this other business and I didn't have any business income. And this is what sounds so silly and crazy to people is like the amount of risk that I take. But to me, we can get into how I don't see it as a risk. So the business idea you mentioned before, which is Golink, which is how we met because I used to do weekly challenges and partnered with brands each week. So I had this idea, I'm like, oh, this would be really cool and I feel good about it. So, and I now have this passive income that I feel safe enough to leave my six figure job. Long story short, left the job month later, found out. <laughs> no more money that, coming in. <laughs> that no more. And so fortunately, right, I had already earned, you know, Bitcoin. So that helped like sustain me for a while. But yeah, dude, like, so that year was just definitely like a crumbling, but in such a beautiful way, looking back to it. But yeah, like, that's definitely part of the reason I was lonely. I was like, holy hell, like, <laughs> what is all, you know, all these things that, that could go wrong were going wrong. So just to recap for some of the, some of the people listening, <laughs> I, and it, well, because, because this is important into, like, we're talking to the fear guy right now, right? Yeah. So within a year, leave a job, move to a new city, invest into a relationship with what at the time seems like the girl of your dreams does not work out. Then an investment 
which is another risk that you made, seems to work out. So you leave another job. <laughs> yeah. And then that investment runs dry, stops paying out, finds out you're never getting that money back. This is all within 12 months. And a lot of less people, than <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, less than 12 months. Yeah. A lot of people would think, okay, leaving two jobs, the relationship might not sound risky, but you know, for a lot of people, relationships are risky, you know, Dude, for anyone like, who's been hurt in love before. Yes. <laughs> relationship is risky. Exactly. And then an investment, which is also risky. So these are like four compounding things that quite frankly, a lot of people wouldn't even do one because of the fear <laughs> that would creep up. Like, so for example, I did the investment with you, $33,000 gone. And I remember my wife, my now wife, she was the fiance at the time, or not even the fiance at the time, which lets you guys know everything worked out, <laughs> but she was afraid. Yeah. I had that fear too, but I also had the semblance of, even if this doesn't work out, we'll be okay. How do you take these risks? How do you approach fear that allows you to, I'm not going to say irresponsible because I don't want to, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like some people on the outside look at it and might be like, whoa, how do you just put your hands up? Let Jesus take the wheel and take those risks, man. <laughs> Dude, that, but that's exactly what it is. <laughs> We need to make, you know, the song Hands on the Wheel by ASAP Rocky? Yeah. That he remixes, is like, Kick Cutting. It should be Jesus Take the Wheel. Like, they should remix that. Exactly. But, but um, <laughs> it's, like, it sounds, it does sound irrational. Like, I'm not going to, like, beat around the bush. To many people, it is irrational. But that's how I choose to live, right? So, how I why? view it, why, is because we're all irrational and we're all delusional. So you could look right of any investment, any risk, any, like, I love that this is coming around risk, right? Because we do have like, what if it fails? What if I make a mistake? What if it doesn't work? What will go wrong? Like those are the classic fear responses. And so my, oh, my question is always just like, well, what if it goes right? Mm. And detaching from, even if it supposedly doesn't work, then that's the leading it's working in the exact same way that it's supposed to because I don't believe God and the universe are working against me. It's like, it's completely neutral, working for us. Like you think like millions of years have gone by, like the world isn't functioning like it, like against us. Like it, life just is, right? Yeah. And so it's like, and you can look, and I remember the moment, dude, I actually remember we were on the phone. I was at my mom's house. I think it was... March at the beginning of the pandemic, I remember I was on the phone with you and I told you these words. I told tell the story. I was like, dude, I don't say the name Ted, but maybe now I will since we're talking about it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I learned, I can't remember if mine was 30 or 40. Mine might've been 40, but regardless, lots of freaking money for us. And so I lost 40 grand to learn how to make it. Yeah. And so, right. Is like, and that's exactly what happened. And that's completely delusional. That's also irrational, right? Is like my belief of losing it so I could learn how to make it in my business. That isn't true if I don't want it to be because I can find the evidence how the mind works is it looks for the evidence that you choose to believe that you already believe. Mm. So it's like, okay, so what do I want to believe? That future that I'm going to lose this money, I'm brokenhearted and like nothing's going to work out for me. If I believe that, then that is going to, what I'm going to see and I'm going to create. 
versus this delusional future, right? That sounds like, okay, I lost this money so I could learn how to make it. And Mm -hmm. like I was brokenhearted so I could figure out like, I didn't really have an answer and a story for that one yet, but I had faith and trust. And long story short, that's exactly what happened. Like shortly after that business that you mentioned, Golink, and it was at the very beginning of the pandemic and I got another download. I was meditating on a mattress that I bought from Amazon. It was a single mattress just to sleep on my mom's floor because we didn't know how long things were going to last. Mm-hmm. I was sleeping on the floor on this mattress on the floor and I sat on it and I meditated and I was wondering and I was pondering and reflecting, should I take this, should I rebrand my business into the whole fear thing? And I had a whole slew of like limiting beliefs and doubts about coaching and all these things. But I just asked like, am I in the right direction? And once again, those waves of chills came over me. And for me is a confirmation of, yes, you are in the right direction. So in Ben fashion, I just (laughs) completely rehauled everything that I had been working for the last year and a half. And I rehauled everything. But as soon as I did that, something just clicked. I signed, you know, four clients in a week and I loved it. I was like, wow, I'm really good at this. And then that has led to so many different experiences, you know, to today. But long story short of like taking those risks, neither future outcome has happened, right? So when we're taking that investment of 40 grand or 30 grand, whatever, or that love or taking this job or quitting the job, whatever, that neither outcome has happened. So we're all delusional. So the people who say, Ben, Ted, be realistic, you're right because you are choosing to be right. Like, but you're also just as delusional because it hasn't happened yet. So we're all irrational. It's just choosing based on my past experience. I'm choosing to believe things will happen this way, but that's not the case. Like literally it's unpredictable. And that's what fear is trying to protect you from because it feels like a threat, but any outcome hasn't happened. So therefore we're all delusional. So I believe looking for and creating the best thing and telling myself the best story is in my benefit. And I've been proven time and time again, that that's what works. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. Man. It reminds me of that, that quote or the depiction of the bird on the branch. And and it Mm. says the bird on the branch is comfortable, not because it's faith in the strength of the branch because of its faith within its wings. If the branch were to break, right. We rely on the situations in our lives to be our security. And what we're actually doing is we're putting the faith in the wrong things. We're putting faith in a comfortable six, three to six month savings bank account, right? We're putting faith in a, an investment portfolio. We're putting faith in a, in a roof over our heads when the reality is, quite frankly, those things are fragile, more fragile than a lot of us would admit. You know, your, your roof over your head, the house. I think it's Grant Cardone who says, you think you own your house? Even if it's paid off, stop paying taxes on that thing and see what happens. They'll show you who the, whose house it is real quick. So we put our faith in the branch, not so much our wings. And it sounds that you're literally living life like, I have wings. If this branch were to break, I could just fly to another one. There's two questions. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for su- summarizing that. Oh, no, no, of course, man. You, you articulated it. I just kind of uh, interpreted what I heard, but. I have two questions, right? And one question first is, what is fear, right? Like what, mm. what is fear almost in its, in its definition when, when we feel it, when it arises, 
what is the purpose of it? What is it trying to tell That's cool. Yeah. I just got chills with that question because it is, it's like, we just kind of breeze over it. And a lot of people think they don't have it, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, I'm not fearful. Like I am, like, I don't feel fear. I'm not afraid, right? And like this whole fearless, especially with (laughs) with men, right? It's like, we're not supposed to be afraid or weak or anything like that. It's like, we're supposed to have it all figured out and be positive and, you know, take care of, because like, if someone sees me of weakness, that's vulnerability. And so I have to shut it off. So most people don't think that they feel fear. But if you've ever avoided doing something because of a perceived negative consequence, that is fear. And that's a fearful response. Mm -hmm. So that's everybody, you know, including (laughs) me and you, right? It's like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want something to go wrong. So therefore, I'm not going to do it. That post I didn't put up because of what someone might have thought. Yeah. The picture I deleted. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or what, what didn't I say to my partner or to my boss or... What did I not invest into? What risk did I not take? Right. So all these things of like that, that pause, that hesitance, that resistance you fear that you feel is all fear. Jealousy is fear. Justification is fear. Codependency is fear. So it's like once you realize everything at its root is fear, because biologically fear is trying to protect you. Right. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, it's like, you know, jungle tiger and lions tigers right is like okay we could die from that yes absolutely but what now that has turned to right is because our brain is always looking for what's wrong because it's a survival instinct now what that has turned into is like look for what's wrong and protect us from painful um, past experiences hurts traumas whatever you want to call it because we don't want that to repeat again Mm. so why why i don't speak my truth why I people please, why I'm not doing what I want, why I'm not starting that business, whatever, is because there's a deep belief that I'm going to fail. And if I do, or if I get rejected, or there's so many, there's 10 fears that I have discovered, 10 foundational ones, and they're all connected. But if I do that thing, my fear is telling me don't do that thing because something might happen what you already felt. So, please don't have that happen again because that will be too much. That will hurt, right? Mm. Because our brain thinks we might die from it. So, anything that presents a threat that is unpredictable, that is unfamiliar, then your fear will step in through your ego and say, don't do that because blank. And so, that's fear's role is to protect you from anything that is unfamiliar, that's not your normal, that's not your default setting. And that even goes down to like even feeling a peaceful, beautiful life. Like if you grew up in struggle and suffering and always having to look over your shoulder, then that's your default. And so fear will protect you from even love, right? From even beauty, from success, from money, from from whatever you want, because that's not your normal. So your brain says, look out. That's not what we think is, that's not what we know. So that's unpredictable and it's unsafe. It's like friends I have that have to sleep with a fan on or white noise because if it's too quiet, it's too calm and they're not comfortable in that, in that calm. Yeah. It's amazing to think that, you know, the, and for friends that I know who've lived in New York city or whatnot, the sirens, the hustle and bustle, those are soothing, calming sounds to them because they're, they were bred in it. They were, Mm -hmm. you know, they lived in it for so long. So you often hear some people like, it's too quiet. It's too quiet. Or I'm not comfortable. You know, I'm too, it's too quiet out here in the burbs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing. Like we really are addicted to stress. Yeah. 
sorry, because you kind of touched on it and you could elaborate more with the definition of fear. But the follow-up question was, is it real? Like, is this thing that so many of us feel and kind of based on your definition, which I think you wrote a post on it a while back, which I loved your depiction of it. It's like, you asked a question in your story, like, have you ever altered your behavior, action, or decision because of fear? And if that's the case, then you are in essence living a life off of fear. But now that we we can identify that so many of us, I'm pretty sure 99.99999 of the people live, listening to this episode have been impacted by fear. Now that we can acknowledge its presence in our lives and its impact on our lives, is it real? Yeah. So the first step is acknowledging, right? It's That is the most, uh, I mean, I don't want to say most, but the first of like, okay, I need to acknowledge it. I need to see it because if I don't, it remains hidden. And that's the sneaky thing about fear is it doesn't want to be seen because it has that protective, like if I have an identity of whatever, so if anything threatens that identity, then it's it's a no-go, it, it pushes it away. So acknowledging it is literally so scary, but it's exactly what you have to do. <laughs> so is it real? Yes and no, it's both. And it's like some people will say like, we were born fearless or we learned how to fear. It's like, well, it depends who you are, you know, what your upbringing is. And if you believe in generational trauma and epigenetics, which I do. So it's like, yes, it's real because we've all been hurt, right? So it's like the brain is very smart and it's telling you like, okay, I'm trying to avoid pain because that could be death, right? That's what it knows. Mm-hmm. It's simple. So yes, that's very real to the brain because it sees the threat. It's looking for what's wrong. What could, what could happen? How it's not real is what I already said about the delusional piece. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Right. It's protecting you from an illusionary outcome. So like, yes, it feels very real, but no, it hasn't happened yet. So it's protecting something. And when you can step into that and acknowledge the fear and feel it and thank it because it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And I believe that fear is love in disguise because... Mm. If you look at self-protection, right? If it's protecting you from pain, is that an absence of love? I say no. So it's the great polarity, like they're two sides of the same coin of knowing of like opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Hmm. So it's like they're the same, but just a confused, different trauma response or protection response. So yes and no. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, what's on the other side of of that fear, right? Real or fabricated, right? What's on the other side? Because there are times where if I go to the Grand Canyon with my family and then we're enjoying the sights and I step on the edge and I'm looking over that fear that I feel, I would say it's pretty legitimate. (laughs) And the other side of that fear is more often than not death. (laughs) So that is probably when I should listen to the fear. But Mm -hmm. in the reality of taking an investment, leaving a job, moving to a new city, starting a relationship, starting that business, posting that post, or, you know, having that conversation, that difficult conversation with your spouse, that hesitation to do so because of that fear. What's on the other side of that? Oof, freedom, man. Like that in one word, I'd say freedom. And then I'd also add truth and love in there Mm. is because it's, I mean, there's the saying of freedom is on the other side of your fear. And one of my favorite quotes is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Mm. So literally your fear 
is what's guiding you into the exact thing that what you want and who you are meant to be. So if you don't follow that, you're literally avoiding your purpose and everything your soul desires. Mm. So the answer to everything, I believe, is follow your fear. And so because on the other, I don't even say on the other side, I'd say within it, like inside of it, Mm. is everything you've been dreaming of and that you crave. Like your soul has a desire for a reason. And so like life wouldn't be fun if there wasn't a challenge or a stretch. And so like, if I'm doing things that I'm not like, like not to just like say like, you know, adventure and thrill seek all the time. Cause then that becomes like we already talked about, right? Like you turn the fan off, like that can be an escape and avoiding something and bypassing. But like at your heart's, you know, depth and true center is following your fear because that's what's calling you into your greatness. Fear is an invitation into your next level of expansion. Yeah. It's like everything, um, the quote I said a while ago, I can't remember who said it, where it's, you know, the dreams of your life are in the winds of the sky. And you say, what if I fall? Oh, my darling, what if you fly, right? Mm-hmm. You almost need to jump in order to grasp that fear. Coming up on the last few minutes of the episode, man, what are you fearful of these days? <laughs> That's a good question, dude. I mean, I've definitely alchemized quite a bit. But over the past year, what I've been feeling into is definitely like a fear of feeling. Mm. And I know a lot of men can relate to that is mm-hmm. I didn't even realize I had a resistance to feel. You're a stoic <laughs> like, man. You're very stoic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're right? like, me. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just chill, like whatever. And so like one that comes from a personality and also from the nurture side of my psychology is like that, you know, I was raised in a household where. I believed that I needed to be perfect to receive love, right? So I couldn't say the wrong thing. Like so much love in that household. And I have felt this too, right? Like it's okay to acknowledge both. No one did anything wrong. Like absolutely loved it. And also, right, felt like I couldn't do anything. Like I had to be the one who had it together and make sure everyone was happy. So what that led to is a literally avoidance and resistance to feeling. And because it's like, I can't control them, what's within them, something's wrong with me. So really tapping into my emotions with my partner, Belle, she and I has been beautiful, dude, like such an amazing opportunity to be like, oh, I can express how I'm feeling. I don't have to be like, I know the answer all the time, you know, and like, oh, I can, I can say I feel nervous. I can say, man, I'm feeling pissed off. But that doesn't mean I am that emotion or I'm that forever. And so really feeling into and allowing myself to feel has given me a sense of freedom and really so much judgment for myself and other people. Yeah. No, dude, that's that's powerful. That's huge because, I mean, <laughs> it's usually the fears that we identify that leads to the growth that we seek so much. And, uh, you know, for someone whose motto is, you know, let's grow and and always trying <laughs> to elevate in something, I stay in a constant state of fear. Almost <laughs> Like I, I had a conversation with my wife. She's like, but you, you do these things, you do these amazing things. You have the podcast, you get on stage, you do public speaking. And I'm like, everything I do today, I was terrified of. Yep. Right. I was a morning anchor for five years, reading a prompter for four and a half hours every morning as a kid in high school who was terrified of reading out loud, it became my profession and got paid well to do it. So 
it's amazing when you embrace that fear and you really jump into it and start exercising that avenue of your life. It's almost kind of like an elevation from, I mean, to use Dragon Ball Z, you go from Saiyan yeah. to Super Saiyan, you know, yes, like exactly. <laughs> it's, it's getting elevated to the next level. I would say, Ben, you're like Super Saiyan three, if not elevating. And I know you have a baby on the way. Life is moving and, and just launched a new course, a new collective with a business partner. I'd love for you to touch on that before we wrap up here. So folks that maybe want to exercise leaning into their fear a little bit more can maybe contact yeah, you and, and, and find out some of the work you do and how, how you could serve them. Yeah, bro. Thank you. So yeah, we put something out into the world that to me is... Man, it's so beautiful. So it's structured in an online course, but it's so much more than that. It's, man, what if I lived my life? What would my life look like if I didn't feel fear? Like, if I knew I wouldn't fail, if I could love without the fear or worry of being hurt, of mm -hmm. love leaving me, or, you know, always wondering what could go wrong. So it's all like, who would you be if fear didn't exist? That is really what that course will access. And it's an immersive experience. It's not, hey, go take the course. And then you're wondering, well, <laughs> I wonder how that applies to my life. It's so intuitive. And the way we designed it is like, you go in there, discover what your fear is with very specific and intuitive prompts. And there's 10 fears in there. So once you you know, go through the exercises and the modules, you actually are able to choose your own adventure per se. So it's like, what is relevant to me? And you can go through all of them, one of them, whatever you want. Of uh, So it's like, man, I really get to tailor this experience to me as an individual. And then with that, there's a beautiful somatic practice in there. So it's not just mental. It's really like, how can I feel safe with that fear and tapping into it? And also you mentioned the collective. So it's the heart collective, which is a community aspect. So we have an app that whether you sign up for the course or not, if the course isn't for you, you know, we have monthly membership too, but it's, we need to do that healing and that growing as an individual, but also with community in the past year and a half, I totally underestimated what the power of community actually does like healing with people and like leaning on people and allowing yourself to be seen and vulnerable is so powerful and it's scary to let mm. people in mm. like that. Yeah. But that's what's so beautiful about it too. So H-A-R-T, so heartcollective.org, Fear Alchemy, follow me on Instagram, The Fear Guy. You can dive in into your own fear. And it's funny because it literally is like, you will probably be triggered, right? But that's an invitation to follow that of like, I'm not supposed to look at this because I'm afraid what will happen. That's your invitation that that's for you. No, oh, I love that. And I'll have those links in the show notes. And just a, kind of a, a quick note, that training, the collective, the community, it's not just for men. I know this is the Modern Man podcast, but it's for everybody. So women that are listening and watching, A, thank you for the support, but B, please check <laughs> out my man, the fear guy, Ben Harris, follow up with him and find out what that fear is and start to overcome it. But Ben, it's been great catching up with you. It was great having you on the show, man. I wish we can go on and on and on, but I'm excited to kind of keep up with everything that's happening and the success of the Heart Collective, Fear Alchemy. 
and everything you're working on, brother. I wish you nothing but more and more fear moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. It sounds crazy, but it's true. So thank you, Ted. I love you. Like this has been awesome. And I know there will be more and yeah. wishing and already feeling that you receiving and like stepping into this modern man fully. It's so cool and beautiful to watch. So thank you for having me on. Thank you, Evan, for listening. And here we go. Here's to fear. Thank you, fear. Yeah, here's to fear. And, and to everybody watching, listening, definitely step into your fear. Embrace what really could be the next chapter of your lives. You are the author of your life. And if you're afraid to write that next chapter, you have a, an editor, proofreader, someone who's ready to help you with that too. So yeah. I appreciate you guys rocking with us to the end of the Modern Man podcast. If you liked what you heard, hit that subscribe button for a new episode each and every single week. Share this with somebody you know who can benefit from this because this is a community of men connecting in pursuit of their potential. If you're trying to elevate, show up as your best selves in every aspect of your lives, this is a community for you. This is a podcast for you. And these are conversations for you. It would be amazing. And it would mean the world to us if you help us grow this community. And as always, we look forward to catching you guys again next week. Take care. Mm -hmm.